We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. I'm your host, Max Torres, publisher and lead editor of Ducks Digest, covering the Oregon Ducks for Sports Illustrated over on Fan Nation. We got a big episode of the pod today. We are doing a little bit of a switch up, and it is going to be a basketball-intensive episode because the Oregon Ducks just knocked off the number 12 UCLA Bruins at home in Matthew 9 Arena, 68-63, uh, on Thursday night, and I am joined by Ducks Digest reporter Billy Spots, who was at the game covering that one for us, taking in all the action and soaking it all in. Billy, how are we doing, man? And uh, man, what a game last night. Yeah, no, uh, I'm doing great. You know, uh, last night was probably one of the most incredible atmospheres I've seen at Matthew Knight in a while. Like, obviously, like not having fans last year uh, is a huge part of that, but like, just the way the arena erupted, storming the court, um, just everything. Like last night was amazing. And then the the energy after the fact too, kind of just like trying to make my way home with like how packed everything was. It was definitely like, you know, you have like those like legendary memories of like being in an Oregon uh, sports like moment. But last night's gonna be one of those ones that sticks with me for a while, especially when, since I'm graduating here in a, in a couple months. Something about playing the Bruins, Billy. You know, I think back to uh, Oregon versus UCLA when Dylan Brooks hit that crazy game winner in Eugene. Ducks are the winners of four straight against the Bruins. Kind of just wanted to get your perspective on this. You know, we had a couple points that we wanted to maybe hit on uh, that we discussed uh, before we hit record. Uh, But maybe a good place to start is what stuck out to you the most from uh, watching the Ducks take down the Bruins? Uh, yeah, so one of the big things that's been really kind of like stuck in my mind in recent memory with uh, the Ducks kind of up and down uh, performances in particular has been like the three point shooting and last night the three point shooting wasn't fantastic, like watching the game throughout it it's like, you know, David Harmon opens the scoring with a three and then they go over for four for the next like five minutes. Um, but, you know, they, they finished the night seven to 21, you know, hitting that pretty solid like 33.3% clip. Um, but beyond that, the flip side of that is that UCLA just couldn't hit anything. Which, right, you like you look at that final score, it's only a five-point win. But UCLA, I think, shot um, four of 24 from 20 downtown. 20 more shots. Yeah, it was – UCLA couldn't hit anything last night. But, like, one of the big things that I was really kind of noting as I was watching that game was just the defensive intensity from the Ducks, whether it was, like, battling for boards or just, like, trying to shut down possessions all they, they're at at, like, any given moment. They never let up. Uh, you know, one of the things you and I talked about was um, – uh, Frank Kepnong, uh, uh, 
you know, everything that he did last night, you know, he feeds on the energy of Matthew Knight. Like I've seen few players do the, like the first name that comes to mind that matches that is really like Peyton Pritchard. Right. Cause when Matthew Knight was roaring, like Peyton Pritchard was just like, all right, I'm just going to score like 30 plus and it's not going to be an issue. Or like, you know, you mentioned like Dylan Brooks against uh, UCLA uh, way back when, but uh, yeah, like something about UCLA just gets UCLA basketball just gets like Matthew Knight roaring and gets the team to just like deliver these amazing games. Like you even think back to the January matchup, right? The game that ended in overtime because of a horrible inbound pass. Like there's just, I don't know, like UCLA games are something special, like year, or like year in and year out. Talking about Frank Kepnong, uh, finished with eight points for the Ducks last night, mm-hmm. nine total rebounds. Seven of those came on defense, which I think is really crucial because, you know, it's not – uh, hot take or anything super crazy to say if you can get that defensive rebound then you help eliminate a lot of second chance points which I think is a metric that has kind of hurt yeah. Oregon uh, a lot this year and then um, let's see Frank also uh, finished with three blocks is what I'm seeing here in the in the stat sheet is that right do you see that oh yeah yeah okay. and what's funny what's funny is like uh, you know you look at that stat line like eight nine three is it's, it's solid like there's nothing like uh, bad about it but it's one of those things where you're just kind of like oh like you know, you don't think he has like the most tangible impact on the game, but like watching that game, it felt like he was doing everything. Like he was shutting down possessions for UCLA. He was providing all of this energy off the bench for Oregon. Um, you know, and again, it's like he fed off the energy of Matthew Knight so much. So despite the night, the fact that he only finished with eight points, it felt like he had finished with like 20. Cause like everything he did, Matthew Knight was erupting for like he hit two free throws and the arena made it sound like he hit a game winner. It was insane. Well, Dana was talking about how the team really fed off of him in the first half and he kind of carried them in the first half. Um, So that's really big. We've kind of seen the, I don't know if I'd say emergence, but I feel like him and and Dante have have really kind of emerged in uh, some of these past couple games, just making sure that they have a good presence inside. And then you talked about the three-point shooting, uh, pretty solid night for, for Oregon. Um, but really only two guys that were able to consistently hit it uh, with that being Devion Harmon, who finished the game high at 17 points, and Eric Williams, who was actually three for three uh, from deep, finishing with 11 total points. Um, I think another thing that, that uh, you know, interested me about this game is kind of it's the story that we've seen from Oregon kind of the whole season, Billy. Like, you know, they, they really don't show up against some of these lower teams, but they really play up to their opponent when they're playing against some of these top dogs in the conference, we just saw it against Arizona last Mm -hmm. weekend when they lost by three after just getting destroyed by Arizona state. And I think Dana had said something along the lines of, you know, after the game talking to the guys uh, after that Arizona game saying, you know, like, this is great guys. Like that we were like right there with them, but why, where's that kind of energy and intensity been, you know, all throughout the season. But when you go to Arizona and you're that close with them, you know, I hope it, it showed, this team, you know, another reminder that you can hang with anybody as long as you're really playing good team basketball, playing with that fire, that defensive fire is kind of what you were talking about, Billy, something that we really haven't seen consistently from the Ducks. So um, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's definitely exciting to see and uh, certainly encouraging if you're an Oregon fan as they uh, try to turn this uh, really up and down season around. Yeah. um, And you know, last the last great stretch for Oregon basketball this season started with again a close one against UCLA, followed by a matchup against USC. And so the obvious hope is that they carry the momentum from the UCLA game into the USC game. And you know, USC just got taken to was it double overtime? It was double overtime 
against Oregon State, wasn't it? The score it? was in the 90s, so yeah. I'll, I'll double-check that. Um, But, you know, I think... Double overtime. Okay, yeah. Uh, with, with this team in particular, and, like, since I've been able to cover so much and been able to watch them so much, like... You know, I, I try not to like get stuck in that cliche of calling it a roller coaster season, but the highs of this season have been incredible, right? That 10 and one stretch where like they only lost to Colorado. Uh, it really felt like this team had hit their stride and like they were making a push for a top 25 ranking, really kind of like solidifying a, a tournament bid, regardless of the Pac 12 tournament. And you drop a game to Cal, you get swept by ASU. Um, you know, you lose to Arizona as well, despite it being a really close game. It's like, those are three losses that are going to stick with you, like, regardless. Like, they're, they're not fun. But then you have this one against UCLA where it's just this really kind of emphatic reaction with the students storming the court. And you're just like, okay, we know how well we can play. And I think this is something Dana Altman has really uh, touched on. Like, he, we were talking about his media availability earlier this week where he was just kind of like, it's really frustrating, you know, as a coaching staff being like, okay, we can hang with the top dogs, but we're also losing to Arizona State. Um, I don't think he said those exact words, and I want to put words in his mouth, but it was definitely like paraphrasing. As a, yeah, <laughs> as as a fan, you kind of just get stuck in this like moment of like, um, why like why do we do so well against the good teams and struggle against um, the teams we're supposed to beat? But um, you know, going forward, three games left, two games against the Washington schools. Um, I think this UCLA UCLA win is really going to help redirect that momentum from that downswing that they were on, and I think. You know, especially it's like being able to win with Will Richardson only finishing like three of 13 from the field is also going to be a huge boon to their, or their confidence because it's like Richardson very rarely has nights that bad. Richardson is usually the guy you can rely on to, you know, get you 20 points on like near 50 percent uh, shooting. And so, you know, with Jacob Young and, you know, Davian Harmon in particular last night, like, you know, I he's had great games, but this was like one of those games where I just felt like he just seemed so confident, like regardless of the context, like he. Um, he was really just doing everything for Oregon last night, regardless of like scoring defense, passing, like he was just, I don't think he's, I don't think he really set a foot wrong last night. And so hopefully going forward, relying on that trio of young Richardson and Harmon, getting them all performing at the same time. I really think this team can hang with potentially anybody we've seen it against you or, you know, Arizona a week ago. And we've seen it with UCLA these past two matchups. Um, but I think it's, it's weird because, like, I'm going to say, like, they have the potential to do this, but then we've also seen this team lose to Cal. So it's, you know, you, you kind of get stuck going back and forth on, like, where they can really realistically end up. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. I love hearing about uh, Devion Harmon's confidence uh, because that's going to be huge for this Oregon team uh, if they really want to reach their potential. He was talking in the post game about just how Richardson was able to impact the game even when he wasn't scoring. He did finish with 11 points, which was tied for the third most on the team um, with uh, Jacob Young finishing with 14. But but uh, to talk about Richardson and his impact, you know, aside from scoring, he had four assists and uh, two steals as well. Um, you know, imagine he'd like to have the five turnovers back. That was a team yeah. high. And that Dan Allman talked about how that kind of, uh, you know, went against a little bit of their momentum. But, you know, one of the biggest things I wanted to talk about with you, Billy, we kind of talked about off the top here was that atmosphere in Matthew Knight Arena. You said that was kind of like an all-time Oregon sports mm-hmm. moment for you. And, and Dan Altman was was pretty quick to, to praise the student section in particular and just the, the crowd at Matthew Knight for the turnout and, and just the energy that they helped provide the team with Thursday night. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, he also said that this really hasn't been, you know, what, what we've been used to the atmosphere being, um, you know, on a consistent basis over, you know, throughout the years talking about, you know, we have recruits coming in to see us. <laughs> we have ESPN in town to, you know, showcase, you know, what makes Eugene so special. And quite frankly, he was kind of paraphrasing to say that this it, it wasn't like it's used to been. It's not what it's not kind of going to cut it. But yeah. at the same time, he was quick to say we haven't been uh, holding up our end of the bargain. You know, we haven't been putting a, a solid product out there on the court. So I thought that was really big of him to say. And I think it, it kind of shows uh, it serves rather as some good context to, uh, you know, that atmosphere that, um, that we heard about and, and saw in some videos. I like wasn't there. So wanted to hear your, uh, your experience with that. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, like, I think there's a lot of different reasons for why last night was the way it was. I wouldn't be surprised if um, Sunday night, like, I'll be at that game, uh, not like covering for Ducks Digest, but I'll be at the game for a, a student workshop thing. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if it kind of carries over to Sunday or Saturday night as well. And I think a lot of that has to do with, it's like, these are the last two home games. Um, you know, a lot is riding on these games. Like, if these were just kind of like uh, like any other team, like, I, you know, the Cal game in particular, right? Like, I don't want to just keep coming, like, back to that and harping on it, but, like, the turnout for the Cal game was like, I don't have the exact numbers, but it wasn't near as high as the UCLA game. And a lot of that comes down to like, oh, the competition isn't, isn't as exciting, but like, you you know, part of you, part of you, or part of me begins to wonder like, had the turnout been better, had the fan support been better, how would that game have gone? But I think, you know, knowing how much was riding on this game, specifically when it came to tournament hopes, um, I know you know, Lenardi just released his bracketology for uh, this week and Oregon is a. Oh, I think there's still a bubble team. I can't. Yeah, there's still. Though. Yeah. And so, you know, I think there was a lot of like, oh, like this could potentially be the thing that like turns the season around. Right. Like there was a lot of like fan investment in this. And so I think some Saturday night um, when it's senior night and you're playing against UC, USC, a team that like Oregon just doesn't like in sports in general. I wouldn't be surprised if that fan atmosphere carries over. And I really, really do think that, you know, the team very clearly feeds off of it. They really, really enjoy having that support. And, you know, 
unconditional support is like something that's kind of hard to ask of fans. I think like I, it's just how I've always been with my teams. Like, I don't think I've missed, you know, a Ducks football game since I started coming here. Um, but like, besides that, like, uh, yeah, I think, I, I really think like it, it'll, it'll carry over to Saturday. I would be shocked if the Saturday turnout isn't as hype or, you know, if not more hype than it was uh, last night. And that's one of the benefits that comes with, you know, being located in a college town, Billy, is that, you know, everyone in that town and Eugene, you know, rallies around the program. So that's why it's a little shocking to, to kind of see the atmosphere and turnout be what it's been like this year. Um, but, you know, to that point, to, to talk about the women's turnout, I mean, I was at that Stanford, um, Stanford, Oregon game, and, and that was huge turnout. Um, I can't remember who they were playing, but there was a game on Super Bowl Sunday. Um, was that the Stanford game? Am I just totally getting everything? Mm, that was around? before, I think. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm going to try to find it right now. But either way, there was a game on Super Bowl Sunday uh, at 1 p.m., and there was still a great turnout um, at, at Matt Knight for the, the Oregon women's team. So great to see the atmosphere uh, really kind of rise to the occasion for the men. Uh, mm -hmm. They're going to be welcoming USC to town this weekend. Uh, Oregon is listed as the one of the next four out in Joe Lenardi's uh, bracketology that you were referencing earlier there, yeah. uh, Billy. So I guess heading into this game, I just look ahead and wind down a little bit. What, what are you going to kind of have your eye on with, uh, you know, the Trojans coming off a 94-91 win over Oregon State that uh, took them a little bit longer than they <laughs> uh, had hoped for going to double overtime out there in Corvallis? Uh, mainly it's just going to come down to, uh, like Davian Harmon, if he can continue his performance from last night, um, you know, and then if Will Richardson can really like return, uh, to form, cause we, we know Will Richardson will have these kind of like rough nights every now and then, and he usually bounces back immediately. Um, but on top of that, like, I really want to see if Eric Williams can like maintain this, like really, really good, or, or if he can continue like the really good streak of shooting he had uh, against UCLA, because there have been moments like. There's a really infamous game earlier this season where he was like three of 16 from the floor. Uh, I think it was actually against UCLA. Um, and then last night, like he was picking his shots better. You know, he wasn't forcing shots when he didn't need to. Um, maintaining that ball movement as well is also really big, right? Um, I forget exactly who said it, but it was one of the TV announcers was like, if Oregon allows themselves, it was actually against Arizona. That's what it was. If Oregon, if Oregon allows themselves to like stall and one person to dominate a possession, it becomes so much harder for them to score because they're not like, you know, forcing open looks. They're not, you know, um, or I mean, yeah, they're not like getting open looks. They're just kind of like forcing these needless isolation plays. And so I think if the ball continues to move well, if Will Richardson is able to uh, return back to form and if Davian Harmon and Jacob Young can kind of uh, maintain this momentum, I think like kind of getting those four players playing really well, as well as like if, you know, uh, Kepnon can come off the bench and do what he did last night. Uh, it's really going to bode well for uh, Saturday because you know this is a this is a USC team Oregon has beat earlier this season. This is a USC team that has not been as highly ranked or has been as highly touted as they were earlier in the season. And so, you know, I think USC is going to be really wanting to bounce back from that Oregon State uh, uh, win. You know, despite it being or you know, it was an ugly win. Back. They would probably yeah, say. it was an ugly one. Uh, um. But I think Oregon is really going to be like, okay, like our tournament hopes are riding on this. If we can win this game, as well as like finishing out the season against Washington and Washington State, going into the Pac-12 tournament uh, with four straight wins, you know, I think not only are the tournament chances a lot better, but like they just will look 
so much better, not only to the committee, but to themselves. And I think a lot of that is what it is. It's like, it comes down to a belief in themselves where, you know, if they doubt themselves, like you can kind of see them on the court, right? Like I mentioned Davian Harbin's uh, confidence last night, just seeming sky high, like the best I've seen all season. And so that was another thing is like, you were talking about Richardson's kind of uh, tangible impact despite the, or despite, uh, you know, not shooting terribly well, regardless of what happened, like he was hyping up his guys. He was like, dapping him up after every play, patting him on the back, being like, all right, guys, we got this. And so I think if they're just able to kind of maintain a level head going into Saturday and on throughout the rest of the season, it's going to be a good run for them. Like you mentioned, USC hoping to uh, look a little bit sharper than they did against the Beavers. Uh, Oregon got that win down in LA 69-79 earlier in the season. So I think it bodes a lot better for them uh, getting USC at home, coming off of a big win feels like they have some momentum uh you know they're healthy um you know the leaders are really emerging it feels like uh for the ducks so um you know i think things are looking good for them to uh take care of business this weekend against the usc trojans billy before we get out of here where can people find more of you uh whether it be twitter or any other platforms want to give you a chance to plug that uh yeah i'm just at b spots pretty much everywhere everywhere uh at bspotz good thing about having a unique nickname or a unique last name is that you get free real estate on practically every social media platform um you know my instagram is pretty boring don't you know you can feel free to follow me there but uh my twitter is usually where i'm most active um i'm usually going to be at a basketball game or just tweeting out wordle scores because that's been my obsession over the last like two months so (laughs) cool so that that's where you can find more of billy i haven't gotten on the wordle hype what what do you, what's the, what's all the hype about with Wordle? Because I see it on my timeline all the time. Well, so it was it was made by an Oregon grad, which is pretty cool. But like, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, it, it's just a fun like. I like word games. I grew up playing crosswords and like Sudoku and stuff like that, and kind of just like waking up and doing that. Just a good start to your day. Um, you know, kind of forcing me to go through my vocabulary. I think I even like forget exactly what it, what word it was um but like i was just like oh i should use that word more because it's a, it's just a nice word and it works really well and so it's definitely kind of like helped me kind of like expand my vocabulary more as well as just kind of like it's a fun word game it's a fun brain teaser in the morning it wakes me up all right you know where to find more of billy spots he's one of our uh, main basketball reporters over on ducks digest go read his work he has a recap of the ucla game and then he's also doing uh previews and and uh, other recaps for games for us if you guys want to find more of me, you can follow me on Twitter at mtaurussports. If you're watching this on YouTube at Oregon Football Max Taurus, kindly ask that you do me a quick favor. Take a second out of your day and hit that subscribe and like button for me. It's a tremendous help. And then you can also find us on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify, uh, the, the Ducks Dish Podcast. That's what we're rocking with. And then I just made a new Twitter for the uh, podcast, just at Ducks Dish. If you want to send us a question, you can email us at ducksdishpodcast at gmail.com. So just some uh, some ways you can find us. And then definitely make sure to check out ducksdigest.com for all of our written content. We're getting more spring football previews coming out here as uh, that's just about two weeks away now. So uh, we love football season, but uh, we got to show some love to the other sports as well. So that's why I was glad to bring Billy on. Thanks for coming on, Billy. And thank you, everyone else, for tuning in. We will catch you guys in the next episode.